Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 84, as it's been a long, hot, humid week. Not a lot of rain here in the Northeast. And if you're listening to this, uh, yeah, just the absolute grind here in the dog days of summer, and I just, uh, I'm, I'm ready for the heat to break. I am ready for the fall weather. I am ready for October. I am ready for NHL hockey. I am ready for the New York Rangers. It is still July, the last day of July. So we just have to get through August and September. And at least September that there, there's hockey, there's excitement, there's hype. And, you know, as you can see, I'm like out of breath from doing absolutely nothing. No, I was at work. You know, that was an absolute shit show. Uh, got home, had some dinner, got the daughter down. Here I am ripping a podcast and then having to go back into work tonight uh, for a loadout. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's just been a grind this summer. You know, not a lot of sleep, not a lot of hockey. It's just like mentally, what am I supposed to do? And Andy and I are both Met fans, but it's just, it really, it's not the same. I don't really care that much about the Mets. Like, I want them to win. It's great that they swept the Yankees. They swept the Marlins, I guess. Uh, I think they did. And, you know, it, it's great and all, but it really, there's no buzz for me. There's no excitement. It's it's just like, you know the collapse is coming. There's zero excitement. With the Rangers, I feel there's like an attachment there. Like, my heart is there. I will ride the roller coaster with them. The Mets, I'm like watching the roller coaster. You're like, all right, yep, they're at a high right now and ready for it to go down, and there it goes. It just crashes and burns. So, yeah, it's just uh, I'm standing on the sidelines with the Mets, although I'm happy where they are. And, you know, as a Rangers podcast, you know, obviously there's not Rangers hockey all year round. Uh, You know, Mets baseball usually only gets you to July, but here we are, one of the best teams in the league, so that's, that's fun. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, this uh, podcast is going to be short and sweet. As you know, it's just me. Uh, Andy is currently on a train ride back home. By the time he gets home, I'll be leaving for work. So, you know, Andy's ripped a couple solos without me. 
so, you know, I, I'm going to rip a solo. And, and there's some stuff, obviously, to talk about, some things that have changed, big things, and we'll get into those. And, you know, it's just uh, one of the first things, though, I do want to lead off with that isn't hockey related or sports related. But I still think it needs to be brought up because although I I, I understand what they're trying to do, but uh, I believe the company Klondike or whatever, they're they're whatever they're owned by. I don't really care. We'll just call them Klondike for now. They uh, decided to stop making the Choco Taco. Now, I don't know about you guys, but it's the summertime. When I was younger, Choco Tacos were the go-to. They are the best ice cream treat out there. It's not even remotely close. There's nothing you could even say to rival it. Oh, my God, that was bad. Rival it. I would say I give respect to the Chip Witch. But the problem with the Chip Witch that I found over the years is that there are so many companies that make the chip witch that most of them are trash. And if you don't get a good one, the chip witch is not that good. But I will admit that if you get an elite brand of chip witch, that is a close second, but it still does not touch the Choco Taco. The Choco Taco is made only by Klondike. It's elite. It's the perfect balance of fudge, ice cream, the taco shell, which is a cone, and just how it stays together. It does well in the heat. Obviously, if it's 100 degrees out, it's going to melt like all ice cream, but it holds up pretty well. You would think that the taco shell or the cone taco shell would get soggy, but it actually holds up pretty well too. And it's just, it's an elite snack. It's delicious. It's the perfect amount of fudge, ice cream, chocolate, cone, the cone taco. It's just, it's perfect. It literally is perfect. It's perfection every single time. I've never had a bad one. It's just, it's great. And Klondike discontinuing them is just a shady, shitty move. And it deserves to be talked about. And uh, I apologize. You know, if you grew up going down to the Jersey Shore, and, you know, when the bell rang, the ice cream man was there and you went and you grabbed a Choco Taco or a Chip Witch. If you grabbed anything else, I uh, I would love, first off, you could tweet at us. I'd love to know what you got at the Jersey Shore or anywhere on the beach uh, where they, you know, uh, probably a lot of Long Island listeners. So if you went, you know, obviously to the to the beaches out there, whether that's, you know, Long Beach or something like that, you know, I'd love to know what you got. Um, snow cone definitely probably drew the attention of younger kids, but it just trash compared to the Choco Taco and then maybe the chip, witch. but, uh, other than that, yeah, it's just, it's just travesty. I know what they're doing. They're trying to build hype around the brand again. They're going to get rid of the Choco Taco in a year or two. They're going to bring it back up there. I demand you guys wanted it. We're bringing it back and they're going to try to hype it up, but you know what? It's just it's a shit move that they have to do that to us. It's not fair, and uh, yeah, it's just awful. It's it's you're you're hurting the kids. You know, at the end of the day, it's all about the kids. So, uh, yeah, just a, a shitty move. That's it's not great. All right. So now that the first five minutes of this show was dedicated to the Mets and to <laughs> the Choco Taco, if you're still listening, let's get into some New York Rangers news. Obviously, the biggest news of the New York Rangers so far this week 
has been the signing of Capo Caco. He has signed two-year deal, AAV worth 2.1, and I like it. He's a restricted free agent after two years. He's clearly gambling on himself. Uh, you know, if you asked me, ideally, right around two million is right where I I would have felt comfortable. And he signed a short room, a short term bridge deal, which is which is perfect for the New York Rangers. Like Andy and I were discussing a couple podcasts ago, it might have even been last podcast. But the trick with the bridge deal, it's never really a win win because if the player plays like shit, then you have a shit player at the end of the bridge. But if the player plays really good then you're going to have to pay him a buttload of money. And the short-term bridge deal usually never works out the way you want it to. So, But you know, I feel like with the Rangers cap situation right now and the cap going up in the future, that this actually might work out. Um, you know, Obviously, Capo Caco has not been the offensive threat that we all thought he has been, but he's been an elite defender. Uh, and you know, his game has progressively gotten better. And you know, it's just... With Capo Caco, it's going to come down to two things, right? It's going to come down to confidence, and it's going to come down to his, you know, ability, skating ability. And you know, you've seen at times he shows flashes where he can control the puck, you know, along the boards and stuff like that. And it's just whether or not he can, you know, create time and space to actually make plays and get to the net. You know, will we see the offensive touch that you know we desperately so want to see from him? I'm not totally sure. And, you know, there's a couple of reasons for that, I think. Number one, the New York Rangers are not built for a player like him to have to score, right? He doesn't play a ton of power play minutes. So he's not going to, you know, get a ton of, you know, power play opportunities to, you know, get some points. So he's going to, everything he does has to be five on five. And the way the New York Rangers are built, and especially with Capo Caco and last year, you know, he didn't always play on the top lines. And when he did, you actually saw, you know, him playing his best hockey. Um, and then, you know, in the playoffs, it transitioned to where he was part of the kid line and the kid line produced. So, you know, there's a lot to expect at, after at Co- for Kako Kako. Capo Kako, man, geez. But, you know, it, he had a t- tougher season offensive-wise. He only played, what, 43 games. He was hurt a lot. Uh, seven goals, 11 assists for 18 points. So he's about a 0.5, you know, points per game player, which a little less than that, actually about 0.45 points, but he's 20 years old and, you know, he's going to be expected to play top six minutes this year. And, you know, they kind of broke up the kids line and they put Lafreniere on the first line and Kako on that second line. Let's see what he has. Let's see what he can do five on five playing with some elite talent. You know, he's going to be playing with Trocek and Panarin project, you know, as of now, that's where I think a lot of people have him penciled in. And, you know, let's see what he's made of. You know, if he can take the way he played with the kid line and, you know, bring that ability to that line. I think he can do a lot of damage. You know, a lot of defenders are going to hone in on Panarin, and rightfully so. But when you have a guy like Trocek, who's you know a little bit quicker, you know him, and you know hopefully Trocek find you know a little bit of a synergy, and and hopefully can make plays and and you know contribute offensively. You know, it, it'd be nice to see you know Kako, you know, obviously finished with what eighteen points. You know, I, I expect to see him. I want to see him if he's playing second line minutes and he's playing with Panarin. There's no reason why he can't hit 50, 60 points easy, you know, and obviously he doesn't play power play. So he'll be on power play too, 
But, you know, I, I do expect them to be right around that 45 point mark, uh, you know, five on five playing with Panarin and Trocek. So it'll be interesting to see what he's able to bring this year. And, you know, I, I think as a Ranger fan, you know, it's it's frustrating, but he signed a bridge deal. Uh, you know, the two point one million is just I, I think it's perfect. There there's really nothing more than you know, it gave me exactly what I expected in terms of a contract with him. Obviously it made sense for him to sign a bridge. He's gonna gamble on himself over the next two seasons. And, you know, hopefully he um he is a player that we're gonna have to pay a little bit more. Because the cap is going to go up, I would imagine the Rangers are going to shed some salary because there are players like, you know, uh, you know Lafreniere and Kako and you know possibly Heedle. You don't know, you know, what the future holds. So some of these guys that are are cheap right now are going to cost a little bit more in the future. So the cap's going to go up. We're going to shed hopefully some salary, and uh, you know, hopefully we're going to be competing for a Stanley Cup, and and Kako is going to be a, a huge part of that. Now, you know, going into the season. You know, with you know, Lafreniere and Kako, obviously are going to have big question marks. Lafreniere going to be playing first line minutes. Uh, you know what he's able to do offensively. You know, with Zbanejad and and uh, Kreider, you know it's going to be tough because at the end of the day, you know, although Kreider had a you know a ton of points last year and a ton of goals, you know it, it's a lot of it came on the you know power play for him and you know their power play guys. You know, I want to see the Rangers be able to put the puck in a little bit more five on five. You know, it it takes the pressure off the power play having to be perfect. And I don't know if we're going to have a power play as good as we did this past season. It's just going to be hard to repeat. And, you know, for the first time in a long time, the Rangers had a great power play. And, you know, I, I just, you know, the pessimistic fan in me is like, are we able, are we going to able to repeat a lot of the great things that we saw this past year. It's it's like tough. It's wild. Although I think we have a great team, a better team than last year, some of these feats are, are pretty impressive. You know, the Rangers power play was very good. You had, you know, Kreider obviously scoring 52 goals. Uh, and, you know, it, it's just, it's going to be one of those things where, man, if, if things don't click, is this going to turn ugly? Or are we going to be able to, you know, ride it out? You know, all the struggles that we had last season. Rangers still always able to find a way to win. You know, we only had a couple rough patches of games where, you know, we got kind of got blown out, got shelled. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, it'll be interesting to see what this team brings. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
So right now, the Rangers have about a million in cap space, projected cap space. Could they sign Mott? I don't even know if there's an update on on Tyler Mott. Let's see. Hold on. This is bad podcasting, but I do want to see um, if he was signed anywhere. Um, okay. Well, as of five days ago, Tyler Mott has not been signed. So, um, well, hopefully, you know, the Rangers can maybe make a deal and he'd be perfect for a, uh, you know, a fourth line guy, just another depth guy because the Rangers, they're going to need it. They're going to absolutely need as much depth as possible. And so let's look at their depth chart just to make sure that it would work. Yeah, I mean, he'd be perfect because then the fourth line right now, just hypothetically speaking, if you go down, down the line, well, Kraft's off there, bump. Um, yeah, so Mott would be a fourth line guy with Gaudreau and Reeves. And then you'd have, you know, the Goat and Hunt uh, on the outside looking in with Kraft's off obviously playing like third or fourth line, you know, third probably third line right wing so yeah it'll be and then you have obviously carpenter there too so yeah it'll be interesting to see how the rangers what the rangers do if they want to leave that little cushion there of a million dollars or if they're going to um you know possibly make one more signing so definitely interesting to see what the rangers do uh for the offseason with mott still available all right so yeah october 11th 2022 is the date that we need to get to that's when the New York Rangers dropped the puck with the Tampa Bay lightning. So seven 30 at the garden, it, the fucking place should be rocking and you know, revenge city there, you know, you gotta, you gotta come out guns blazing and just, you know, full throttle, take advantage, get two points against the, you know, reigning Eastern conference champion that knocked you out of the playoffs after you were up to nothing in the series, you know, obviously a huge stinger there. Uh, it's also come to my attention that, uh, God, uh, so Kadri, apparently Kadri has signed with the New York Islanders. I don't know if this is true or not. I'm going to look it up, but Andy just texted me and our good friend Gibby, but Kadri Islanders is the first thing that pops up as soon as you typed in K-A. Uh, yeah, if reports are true with Lou, you never know. He could see the report and blow up a deal. Kadri to Islanders is a very nice addition. Like him or not, he's a gamer and clutch. Obviously improves any squad he's on. Yeah, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. Kadri's a great player. He is certainly a gamer. He's a guy that just fucking loves to compete, loves to prove people wrong. The thing is, and I said this from the very beginning, how is he going to do in the honeymoon season? You just came off an unbelievable postseason. You had to prove to everybody, excuse me. You had to prove to everybody that you were a gamer, that you, you know, weren't a liability in the playoffs, that it didn't matter whether you're injured or wrongfully suspended or whatever, blah, 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 that you could compete, you could contribute, and that you were an elite player. Now, I'm very curious to see how much he's got. But the problem is, Kadri's now on the Islanders. And the Islanders are older. They're slower. They just fired the best coach uh, in the NHL in Barry Trotz over the court. You know, obviously, you know, he's one of them. But 
I'm just saying this as uh, to be a little bit more dramatic, right? For the dramatic effect here that, you know, I don't know how he's going to fit on the Islanders. I just feel like, is this like, nothing's good is going to come out of Kadri going to the Islanders. I think Kadri needs to be on a team that's going to be able to compete for a Stanley Cup. And here I am, absolutely yawning, probably putting you all to sleep on this Monday morning. But just remember, when you wake up and you're listening to this, I got about two hours of sleep heading into the wonderful New York City uh, to go back to work. So, um, yeah, Kadri to Islanders, such a weird signing. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, he's, is he a number one center? I don't know if he's really truly a number one center. I think there's there's a lot to prove, you know. Was he just another guy built into the success of what the Avalanche were when you have such great players around him? Oh, yeah, okay. So it's looking like Nazim Kadri is set to sign with the Islanders. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it seems like a sure deal. This says around $7 million AAV. Unsure when the announcement, announcement comes. But, uh, yeah, he's going to the New York Islanders. I don't, this is the thing. I told Andy, I don't want, I didn't want him to go to the Devils. I didn't want him to go to the Islanders. I don't want to like play against him, but I also don't feel like he um, is now like a, a true threat. Like at the end of the day, it's still, it's still, here's another one. I am excited, excited over the possibility of Lamarillo giving the very good natural center, Nazim Khatri, 32 in October and coming off a career year with a juggernaut avalanche, $6 million plus per on a multi-year deal to join the Islanders. I, Islander fans are going to be mixed about this. I really do. Um, listen, again, he's going to be 32 in October, coming off a career year. He's a center. Is he really going to be your number one center? I would imagine he took you know, the highest amount of money possible that he could possibly get. And he, you know, he deserves obviously his payday, but at the end of the day, man, it's like, I don't know, man, I probably would have taken a little less and, and, and went for another Stanley cup, you know, cause everyone's going to say you're just a product of what the avalanche are. And like rightfully so, it's a fair question. I mean, you can stick anybody in there and you know, that was, has been, you know, middle of the pack, a gamer, but at the end of the day, just a guy that, um, you know, it needs that chip on his shoulder, maybe to push himself, you know, to the, to his potential. So yeah, uh, enough rambling about that, uh, from me, you know, again, I just don't want to really compete against him. It's not really, uh, you know, not really, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's almost a nothing, but it's actually something because it is one of the bigger signings of the NHL offseason to see where Kadri would end up. Um, yeah, what else do we got? What else do we have? Um, Klingberg from the stars signs a one-year deal with the, with ducks. That was kind of shocking. You know, I'm very curious to see how the ducks are going to be. Obviously Strom is going there. Uh, you know, it's just, they're one of those teams that, you know, hung around all last season and kind of fell off towards the end, but they got some good young players. They added Strom, they're adding Klingberg. They're, they're going to be a much better team. It's going to be very interesting with how much of a shit show the West was last year. 
I think it's only going to be more of a shit show. I don't think, uh, you know, it's going to be clear cut, especially those wild card teams. I think there's going to be a lot of teams competing for them. Uh, yeah. So, and, uh, I don't know if I really have anything else, uh, you know, it's, we're only at 20 minutes, but this, this podcast is supposed to be short and sweet. Um, let me just browse through NHL news to see if there's anything else to talk about. Um, one of the things I do want to bring up that I'll, I'll mention is, and I want to run this by Andy, but the senators right now, for some reason are getting, and we're going to go over this, Andy and I, this was like a, almost like a podcast idea that I had, but teams that are going to be overhyped and fail miserably next season and teams that people are just absolutely shitting on that are actually going to like turn some heads right now. If you just, if you went on, any hockey forum, it's like the Senators might win the Stanley Cup. You know, the Florida Panthers are second in Vegas odds to win the Stanley Cup. And people are like, I would take the Ottawa's roster over the Florida's. I just, I don't even know how that works. I don't know where these people are coming from. And don't get me wrong. I think the Senators are going to be better, but you have an older Giroux. Yes, you have to bring it. But at the end, you know, I don't know. I, I, Ottawa, let's see them compete for the wild card before we can talk about them being better than the fucking Florida Panthers. Now, don't get me wrong. Florida Panthers could fall off the cliff. You never know. They got rid of uh, with the brunette or something, uh, their coach. Uh, they brought in uh, Maurice. So we'll see how they do next year. You know, a lot of changes happened in Florida. Uh, unfortunately, um, uh, oh my God, what was it? X-Ranger, they got hurt. He had a season-ending injury, so he's you know done for the entire year. I think he like ripped his Achilles or something. Um, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, yeah, it's just it, there's so many teams out there that you know that they get overhyped in the off season because they did this, they made that, like, blah 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 blah. You know, Montreal again, another one of those teams where everyone's like they did a perfect off season, and then they stink all all year round. So. Um, a year through. So, all right. I am uh, starting to lose my mind here. Contrary to the Islanders, uh, my brain is fried. Uh, no hours of sleep. And, uh, you know, that's all I really got for you. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have a better podcast. Obviously, Andy's going to, you know, want to throw his two cents in on the Capo Caco contract. We'll probably talk a little bit about what that bridge deal means. We'll get a little bit into what uh, how the cap is going to change uh, in the future and how how big of a jump it's actually going to make in the next couple seasons. I think it goes up a million, a million, and then like 10 million. That's what the projected raise is. So it's going to be huge. You're going to be looking a lot of teams. Uh, players are going to be looking to take bridge deals and then maybe take a higher percentage of once the cap goes up that big, big time. So it'll be very interesting to see um, what that means for the Rangers. I'm very curious to see how Andy thinks, um, you know, some of these contracts are going to be played out uh, in the future, you know, especially a guy like Kako and Lafreniere who are going to, you know, want some, you know, bigger dough, especially if they have some success here. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, what's in store for the New York Rangers. And, you know, we're competing now for a Stanley Cup. So there's no excuses. All these players have to step up. They have to, you know, take charge. They got to, you know, contribute offensively. They got to contribute five on five. None of this relying on the power play to get you out of every jam. Uh, we need to play, you know, better team defense and not rely upon 
uh, us, you know, outscoring our opponents. And, and yeah, it's just uh, there's a lot to do, a lot to address this offseason. And, uh, you know, the Rangers did get better. Uh, we're all solidified now. We have everybody, we think, with maybe a possibility of signing Mott. If there's something that I don't know about Mott, and uh, you know, you're probably screaming right now that I'm an idiot. That's you are correct. So, all right, um, you know, I guess we'll speak to you on Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.